What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Volume. It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. Might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers, boosts, and more. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code JANJ, that's J-A-N-D-J, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, December 12th, and we are coming to you live on the Amazon AMP app. All our episodes, Mondays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. West Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast, recording live on Amazon AMP. You can follow us there, or you can catch the show after we're done recording on all of your other streaming podcast platforms. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by my good friends, Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? The Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. How you guys doing, man? I feel, feel like it's it's been... It's been a couple days since we talked. How's everyone feeling? Why does it feeling? feel like it's been so long? It's like been two weeks since we podcasted, right? Yeah. Am I tripping? I felt the exact Crazy. same way. I don't know. Podcasting is Let's life. Let's see if we remember how to podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. Um, Good luck to us all. <laughs> let's talk about, this is my favorite topic we've had on the list in a fucking minute. You paid your 80 bucks to go see the Pelican Suns game. 
Your team won. They knocked off the Suns. They're the number one team in the West. Your young superstar does a fucking 360 windmill. Put the exclamation point on that bitch. You're going home. You're feeling happy as hell. That's one of the best game experiences of your fucking life. And then you turn on the fucking internet and find out that the Suns are saying it wasn't sportsmanlike. They're clutching their pearls. They're asking why someone won't think of the children. Is this the funniest, stupidest shit you've ever heard someone in the NBA complain about or what? Yes. <laughs> it is fucking ridiculous. Listen, bro, this is where I stand on it. Um, You know, I understand the whole disrespect running shit up shit, but I don't fuck with that shit on a whole. But especially not in this situation, because for one, the Pelicans were at home, right? You, these fans came out. They spent their hard-earned money. You know, y'all locked up the win. Y'all put on a show for them. I think that's a great way for Zion to send the fans home. Two, I think it's a great way for Zion to let these motherfuckers know he's back as well. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, I only thought it would have been disrespectful if it was on the road, and I would have loved it even more on the road, or if it was a layup. Like, we saw Rudy Gobert do a fucking last-second garbage-time layup in Utah. That is disrespectful to the game. Not Zion giving us a dunk contest 50 on the house, bro. That was gracious of Zion. That was not disrespectful. The only way it's disrespectful if it's fucking children. You're a grown-ass man. Get over the fucking shit. Also, campaign. Basketball player. Better at anything than I'll ever be in my life. I still don't give a fuck about what you think when Zion's doing Zion shit. You wish your 78 tooth ass motherfucker <laughs> could get a fucking 360 windmill off at the end of the game. Fuck you and all 136 of your teeth. I respect you as a hooper, but bro, it's free to shut the fuck up, especially when Zion's doing his thing. It's just weird to me, grown men. Like, bro, there's no fucking, there's no like, 20, 20, 20 point rule. Like, this is the league. This is the NBA. If you don't want to get fucking cooked, like, like what's the name said, get back on defense, play defense, whatever the fuck. But y'all got, y'all got beat and y'all did the same thing. There's clear, there's footage of y'all running whole ass plays with four seconds left. Also, quit being pussy. The signs as a, in general need to stop with that shit. It's just crazy. Anyway, with this shit, bro, it's th that whole rule is ridiculous. Anytime Zion's doing a 360 windmill dunk, it's the right thing to do. I don't give a fuck what some white man said in 1946 <laughs> about sportsmanship, nigga. And you shouldn't either with your 286 teeth, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, you said we don't need to hear what Petrie says about sharp tooth plays, bro. bro. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's what your muskrat ass has to say about <laughs> a motherfucking <laughs> prodigy doing what made him prodigious, okay? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Listen, Long bro. neck ass, bro. The, the only people who lose when unwritten rules are abided by are the fans. Um, you know, I, I I think that the unwritten rules, like you said, bro, it was just made up by old ass white people like 80 years ago. They're unwritten because black people could start to read at the time that they, right. <laughs> they made those rules. And, and, they, said, right, and we shit. came in the league doing cool shit. And they said, OK, we're not going to write these rules down about you can't do a 360, you know. So, yeah, fuck the unwritten rules. The unwritten rules are, are such bullshit because, like I said, the only people who lose are the fans. Like, like, for instance, Clay had that 37 point quarter and then he got 
sat the whole fourth, had the hottest hand we might have ever seen in an NBA game. But, you know, you got to respect the fraternity of coaches. So we get robbed out of seeing Clay go for maybe 70 to protect fucking who? Tyrone Corbin's feelings? Like, because Bro, we got to follow and, the and, unwritten rules? Like, fuck, fuck the unwritten rules. Like I said, Deuce. all those people who lose are the fans when those shits get abided by. Steph Curry shooting 40-footers turning his back on niggas, bro. This game is disrespectful. Have you seen what Wimby can do? You know what I'm saying? You worried about this motherfucker here. You losing 15. Wimby going to put 87 on the motherfucker. How do you... Kobe put 80 on, 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 what's, on uh, what's your boy's name? And it was for 20, 10 years ago, we still talk about that shit. Bro, if you get you into, in this game... You still have me blocked for that shit. That's how you, bro, he bro, bro, dog, don't get into basketball looking for respect, bro. They are aliens out here doing alien shit. It is just crazy. But, like, dog, what about the children? The children wanted Zion to do that motherfucking 360 windmill. I guarantee. Okay? Like I said, bro, y'all are grown men. I don't, there's no, there's no skunk rule or whatever the fuck y'all got. You know what I mean? The, the, if, if, if you want, if you wanted to get respect, Play respectably. Y'all got your ass whooped. You got a second chance to get your fucking lick back, and he bust your ass again, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if, if, if you want, if you wanted to get your issues, you should have got it when you played them back to back, bro. He put up what, 38 and 75 rebounds on them niggas, man. Oh, <laughs> dog, <laughs> bro. I just don't respect. I, I hate that. And, and in general, in life. This is the right way to do shit. It's, it comes off as anti-black. And I hate a nigga getting behind that type of verbiage right there. You know what I mean? There's a right way to do it and a wrong way. We play basketball the right way. It always ain't the right way if y'all ass got whooped yeah. twice back to back, motherfucker. Well, <laughs> and this and, nigga and, got a 30-point double-double on your ass two times back to back, nigga. That ain't the right way to me, motherfucker. And how, about, how about Chris Paul trying to run the lane for a fucking layup with four seconds left in the game? Dude, everybody says the right way until they on the other side. How, how, how you know about I mean? Chris Paul? How about the leader of the Suns elbow-checking dude in the throat at the end of that game? Chris Paul, you know what I'm saying? Number one dick puncher that's ever, that's ever dick punched. <laughs> the Bro, right way. I, I hate all that right way shit. It, all of that is fucking cap, nigga. Bro, play better basketball. Get the W. If, the mother, if, if, the, if, if Zion has a wide open lane, whether it's 80, whether it's Quarter one, eight seconds in, or eight seconds left, and he's going. If if he doesn't three sixty windmill, I'm 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 hurt, bro. You know what I'm saying? As a fan of basketball, this is entertainment, and he entertained. That's all that matters, bro. All this respect, you know. Don't run the score up on adults, bro. You can do something about this. I understand protecting the self esteem of a child. You are not a child. Don't 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 play these sorry ass games. Cause I'll use on the other side. You done the same shit. Well, you Fuck out of here. look. We see. We said it's an exclamation point, right? Above and beyond all of, I agree with everything you both just said about unwritten rules. Blah 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 blah. But also, some sentences need an exclamation point at the end of them. This is not just game forty-three of eighty-two. Right. Some team beats another team. This is the Pelicans being the number Who one first, team in it, the West. Yeah. Are they second in the West Pelicans now? No, they're they, number one. That win put them now. at number right, one, right, and they're at right. home, and that's a sentence that needs an exclamation point. The other part of that is the exclamation point. This not a ellipses or a question mark. That is an exclamation point. He 360 windmilled the shit. You're never telling me anyone ever finds a 360 windmill inappropriate. Did you see how fucking high he was? You see how powerful he dunked that shit, bro? He meant that shit. Bitch, I'm here. Like Tyler said, I'm back, niggas. 
You got to deal with me. You feel me? And I'm 360 windmilling at the end of games on you fuck niggas, bro. Stop being soft with that weak shit, bro. I hate that, that we play the right way. He 360 windmill on a 10-point lead. Who gives a fuck? Like I said, get your lick back. You didn't. It's on you. Next game. Fuck you, man. Golly. Y'all got 82 of these motherfuckers, man. You ain't want to. Hey, you can't tell me some of these folks, <laughs> some of the people on that. Like, damn, that was a crazy. That was a fire-ass duck. You can't tell me. You can't tell. Bro, if I'm on the bench, I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even more, <laughs> If I'm Booker, I'm like, that was a cold-ass duck. Shit. I will say, I will say props, to, props to DeAndre, and he's not down with the Nerd Patrol. He said, Zion's at home. You got to put on a show like that for the fans. So, so shouts to DeAndre there. But, yep. um, you know, I love I loved that. what Zion said, you know, in the postgame when he was asked about that. He was like, yeah, it's a little out of character, but, you know, they, they bounced my boys last year, and I'm back now. Now they're going to feel me. I was like, hoo, 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 this motherfucker is here. Now they going to feel me. Yeah, I love now that. Now they going to feel me. Love that. And that's some New Orleans talk, too. Now they gonna feel me. That city rubbing wild off well on him. You feel me? Um, we got some great news last week. Uh, Brittany Griner is home. That was very. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know the last time we woke up to news like that. That just had me. I was smiling the whole day about that shit. And I did, I was so happy. I didn't even see any of the um, bullshit. You know, people weirdo shit. People pretending they were foreign policy experts or whatever, um, which is always hilarious. But. Um, how glad are you guys to see that BG is home? Um, I read last night she uh, she got a workout in at the at the at the uh, the base she was at that they weren't planning on that or whatever. But her agent told ESPN said, "Yeah, she picked the ball up and she dunked too." You know what I mean? I, I love that they happened to have a court at the base, Good for her. and she just felt like going in and getting a little work in. So, um, but yeah, this is just great. I mean, I, we'll talk about the bullshit later, but great news. Um, you know, how do y'all feel when you when you read it? I love that she's home. I mean. You know, you can be the whole, well, you go to other countries, you got to respect their policies or whatever. Fucking, yeah, that's true, but goddamn, getting sent to the fucking gulag for a vape pen. Come on, man. Like, we all knew that was bullshit. We all knew that, that, that you know, Putin and was going hard on her just because she was a, you know, prolific American citizen. They knew, we knew this was probably the play all along. So, you know, and I was a lot of that. Black. Yeah. yeah, that right, too. Right. So. So, yeah, man, I'm glad she's home. I am not at all going to profess myself to be a international trade expert like everyone on Twitter automatically became the moment that dropped. So I'm just glad she's home, bro. Yeah, all the all the bullshit around it was weird. But like, yeah, I'm just bro. It seemed like an impossible situation. You know, what I mean, and, and all the news that I got, it just progressively seemed to get worse. You know, what I mean, we're like, you know, she appeal and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the, the chance of winning, you know, over there is. Minute, right? You know what I'm saying? When the case over there is minute, and then she appealed and like you know, did you know did, you know didn't go through? Then she like you know they, they talked about what was it? Was it ten years they gave her? Yeah, something like something in like that. Like you know, like she in a work. Yeah, camp. like she got a decade. I'm like, damn. So I'm you know, and then finally she's free. So um, it just seemed like an impossible situation. I me, mean, I didn't know how they're gonna figure it out. You know, um, uh, but you know, I'm I'm just, I'm, just, I'm happy I'm happy she's finally home. You know, what I mean, however they had, what did they had, whatever they had to do, they did it, and I'm I'm grateful for that for sure. Well, and to Tyler's point, something that happens on Twitter a lot that bothers me is everyone's a pundit about every issue, and sometimes the stuff you would tell your friends when you're worried about them, you don't need to say that about a international story. If one of y'all told me you were going to Russia. And say you were bringing a vape pen, I would tell you personally, 
Mm-hmm. Don't fuck around in Russia, bro. Like, you know what I mean? We need you to come back. Stop playing, bitch ass Go. nigga. You gotta get disrespectful when <laughs> yeah. you just do some silly shit like that. Bro. But if but if I'm you're gonna come if, fight your ass, if really. your response <laughs> to an American citizen or any person being put into a work camp for ten years is, well, you gotta respect Russia's rules. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, look in the mirror. That's your emotional reaction. Is people weren't following Russia's laws closely <laughs> enough? Like, what do you care about Russia? What is your investment in the legal p- rules of Russia that you will respond to that the, that way? Bro? You love rules that much <laughs> where somebody gets 10 years for a vape pen and they didn't follow the rules. Nigga, that shouldn't be a rule. What about that? You know what I'm saying? And, it, bro, the situation was just horrible. And it was extremely sad. And it just seemed like it was kept getting worse. All the information we got. You know what I mean? So like I'm yeah I'm just happy 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 that she's finally at the crib. So the trade to get BG home was for a man whose real name I don't even know, but his nickname, cold nickname, the Merchant of Death. Hey yo, that's hard. I ain't like you said, it. that's hard as a buck. I know about you. I let one of y'all say it first. You feel <laughs> that shit go crazy though. That's a movie nickname, bro. That, that's yeah. the new that's the new God of War video game, dog. God of War, <laughs> Merchant of Death on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, right that's that. hard. I can't lie. I'll pay that 69 for that shit. <laughs> for sure. Um, I feel like you know, immediately, and I you know, I'll be honest with you, I actually do follow international politics and foreign policy pretty closely. I'm interested in that stuff. I never heard of this uh Paul Whelan dude who's a, a, a dishonorably discharged Marine who's still over there. I hadn't heard of him until BG got brought home. And then it, that was like a, like a, like a, a joker. Someone threw on the table. You know what I mean? It was like, well, what about Paul Whelan? And it was like, well, first of all, can we not be happy that an American is coming home from fucking a work camp in Russia? Like, can we pause right there? If I'd have woke up and heard this dude, I never heard of Paul Whelan is coming home from a work camp in Russia. I would have said, great. Let's get all the people out of the world. I don't know that nigga, Russia, but I'm happy bro. for him because right. shit, that sounds horrible. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. But I, I just, it, I think it was an extension of what Tyler was talking about with the people that love rules so much. It's just, does everything have to be a hot topic? Could it? Could some things not just be this is good, and then now we need another thing to happen as the second thing, like a little later? Does everything have to be? Oh, Brittany Griner's coming home. What about this other guy? You know, I I just I don't understand the need. And it actually kind of makes me sad for people that they that there are people out there who respond to news in that way without being able to take a breath in the real world of actual oxygen and like experience happiness or relief. You know what I mean? Yes. That ain't gonna get you clicks on Twitter. Guardy. <laughs> you got <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna get you the clicks, bro. Listen, I, listen, hold on. I'm I'm talking to so two weird. I'm it's talking so to two weird. people who get a lot of clicks on Twitter, and they will both tell you it, it's not all it's cracked up to be. You don't yeah, want Tyler all. to retweet some dumb shit you said on Twitter on a Tuesday, bro. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your <world> up. <laughs> Turn your Tuesday right upside down, Turn bubble. Your but yeah, it's just, you know, you know, like I said, everyone becomes a pundit immediately when any issue arises on Twitter. Um, everyone became international, you know, prisoner trade exchange experts. Um, I, I don't know. I, like I said, you know, I, I got familiarized with this arms dealer through all this, but you know, I'm not of the belief that his whole operation stopped just because he went to jail. 
Like they weren't insurgents. Like ah. Oh. Merchant of Death's locked up, guys. Um, um, uh, we, we, we've got to delay the coup until like next next month. Like that's that's not how this shit worked, bro. You know what I'm saying? This operation <laughs> got picked right on up, I'm sure, and somebody kept running that shit. I will say, I think the best commentary I saw on this was when someone tweeted, America has tremendous depth at arms dealer. You make that trade every time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. That's great. <laughs> right. That's horrible. That's great. That's a position of strength. That's life. You know? That's horrible. That's great. That's life right, right. there. Summed up. Facts. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't see the merchant to death uh, rolling down the steel shutter, closing up shop. <laughs> Y'all said they going to no. make that dude, though, right? No more insurrections, guys. He put his little 2B, um, you know, we'll return clock back we'll re- at, at, at 3 p.m. No insurrections until 3 p.m. tomorrow, guys. But the they, okay, okay. With with this dude, like, Russia didn't want him to, like, free him because he the homie, though, right? Y'all Facts. said they was trying to. Right. right. Yeah, they, 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 they might do him bad over there. You feel me? 100%, so, which is the other thing where they're like, oh, we're like, I mean, and again, it's people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, they're letting him loose. You know, they acted like it was like you let a a Bond villain out to pick up his stuff again. It was like, no, 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 no. He did not want to go see Vladimir bro, Putin, bro. Bro, that nigga got out of jail and went to hell, nigga. Like, fuck you, mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, He's not in an Air Force base dunking a basketball right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Um, they might be freaking seeing that man right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got that man flipping and flopping his ass on the motherfucker. <laughs> like he's a dude. They got a chef cooking his ass up right now, right. baby. <laughs> they working that nigga. <laughs> Woo. All right. Just, they gonna have him looking like Jeepers Creepers by, by, by the end of the night, motherfucker. <laughs> There's nothing in the world John wants to see more when we're recording a podcast than me hoping he'll stop talking about something. That's his favorite. That's fucking catnip to John. (laughs) Oh man. Oh shit. All right. Um, Did y'all see the uh, the the Elon Musk uh, tweet on Sunday? The uh, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. He's so corny, bro. I don't. I don't even want to talk about the tweet. But here's something I, I saw before that, we started recording, which is that Rudy Gobert liked that tweet. Of course, the fucking pandemic man, <laughs> the, the pandemic, <laughs> the, the, the inventor zero. of the pandemic himself, <laughs> patient zero. <laughs> of course, bro, he fucking like. He's the one that pressed the fucking yes. the button. Seriously. You know it, what I mean? It, all, and all jokes aside, when we look back on the this in the history books, we are going to look right. at that Rudy press conference as a moment that this shit shifted for us. Like, right, seriously. right. I told I told Jeez. y'all that we were at the, we were going to the theater at a at a theater with a bunch of old people to see. Damn, what were we even going to see? Um, New York stories. I don't even fucking remember, but. That was they canceled that game. We got the push alert on our phone as we were walking into the theater. Then we go sit in the theater with like fifteen hundred senior citizens, and we're sitting there going, "I bet this, I, oh, this is interesting." And then two days later, the kids are home from school for a year. You know what I mean? 
this for I'll always think about Rudy Gobert at the beginning of that shit. And I feel like Rudy's just sort of operating on some cognitive dissonance. Cognitive cognitive dissonance. Cognitive Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. But like I feel like he needs the pandemic to be a hoax. Just personally, he needs that. Yeah. <laughs> he can't believe he was the one that did that shit when he did it. He can't believe that. His ego just can't accept it. You know what I mean? Uh, um, all right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about a, a couple football stories real quick. Um, hoping to get the gridiron girls on again soon. Sorry we couldn't make that happen this week. Uh, schedules are a little difficult with some of the new recording times. But a um, couple of funny stories. First of all, did y'all see on Thursday night uh, the, the Rams winning because Baker Mayfield literally like walked off the street on Tuesday but like didn't really even have a playbook. They're just drawing shit up and then leads a 98 yard game winning touchdown against the Raiders. That's a fucking crazy issue. That's a movie script right there. Yeah, bro. Motherfuckers were grittying when the fucking ball, when, when the punt, you know, dropped down into two and shit. You talk about the, the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the videos of the Raiders celebrating when that punt got down at the two because they're like, oh, and they got Baker Mayfield, a quarterback. He doesn't even know the fucking plays. I mean, you're right. They were literally grittying as the ball is being downed <laughs> on the two. The motherfucking punter wiped his nose and shit. A white punter did this. The white punter did that. The punter wiped his nose after this he finished. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. And of course That's they crazy. lost because they're the fucking Raiders, bro. Did you see the headbutt afterwards where he headbutted a dude with he didn't yeah. have a helmet on? Crazy. That was the wildest shit I saw. Uh, some football players love doing that shit. It's not usually quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's some linebackers. I mean, shit, but I guess I think Baker Mayfield's would like doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I, I that was just like uh, I had to, and I, I have a good friend who plays for the Raiders too. I was fucking sick for him, but I was like, that's the funniest shit. He's <laughs> fucking grittying at the down punt, the punter, fucking doing the slime shit. <laughs> fucking Baker Mayfield, like, literally doesn't even know all the receivers' names yet. Yeah, like, the punter's throwing, doing gang shit. <laughs> throwing gang signs up. Like, <laughs> bro. The other, man, uh, the man, other man. story. This happened Universe on Sunday. I, and I, I know, uh, <laughs> I know. John especially doesn't watch football uh, closely, so maybe, th maybe this is. I hope this is news to you because I want, I want your first reaction to hearing it. You know, Tom Brady's from Northern California, and so he's playing in San Francisco for only the second time in his career that he played in San Francisco. Bought a hundred fifty tickets. So his friends and family from, uh, I think he's from San Mateo up there, could go and see him play in San Francisco. Couldn't have worked out better for him. Niners' top two quarterbacks are out for the season. He's playing uh, against a guy named Brock Purdy. His nickname from the 49ers is BCB for Big Cock Brock, which is a great nickname. I love it. <laughs> Brock Purdy is a rookie who was selected last overall in the NFL draft this year. Never in NFL history has a person taken last in the draft thrown for a touchdown ever in the history of the NFL. And Brock Purdy goes like 22 of 26 for 200 something yards and like four touchdowns. They're up 35. They're up 35 zero at one point on Tom Brady. It's the first time ever that a quarterback making his first start beats Tom Brady. And they had to just 
slowly pull that camera off of the 150 people <laughs> see Tom Brady and put that shit on Brock Purdy's mom and dad sobbing uh, in the stands. Uh, <laughs> you could have been at home with your supermodel nuts. wife. <laughs> now you get beat by a nigga named Brock <laughs> in front of your whole family, nigga. All your family and friends. God damn. Sheesh. The most, universe is spinning the block on your ass right now, G. Most embarrassing loss of his career, and he brought all the homies out for it. Like, <laughs> paid a hundred, got a hundred. He paid for one hundred fifty tickets. You said one hundred fifty. Somebody do the math on that. He bought Jesus a section. Christ. He bought a section out for his fucking <laughs> to see his to see a nigga named Brock, Big Cock Brock, drag his dick right across Tom Brady's sharp nosed face. <laughs> Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process. Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make every moment more this Monday night by downloading FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
every Monday. I love picking my favorite props and building a same-game parlay. Perfect for Monday night football. Tonight's game, Patriots, Cardinals. I'm a big-time non-believer in the Arizona Cardinals, so I would be all over the Patriots to win and cover and probably some player props for Mac Jones as well. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 with promo code J&J. That's promo code J&J, J-A-N-D-J. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. National disclaimer must be 21 and over in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Did y'all see that uh, Chris Tucker says Rush Hour 4 is uh, is, is being made? Yes. Is he I in it? Is America ready for racism to be funny again? I is a, he in it? I, yeah, he's in the shit. Him and Jackie. Um, I I got a confession. I've never seen Rush Hour three, bro. Have y'all? Which one was that? Exactly. <laughs> Rush Hour three. <laughs> no, I think I might have seen it, but they all I, run together. I'm pretty to sure me. we saw it when it came out. Shar is a huge, huge, huge. I think Jackie I've Chan seen it fan. too. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I yeah, saw I it. I never saw Rush Hour three. Was this the one out. when they stole the daughter of the other? Of the, of the, that the, that might have been the first two. one, bro. That's the first one? Which one's the second one? The second one's when they dangling the up. The second a, one is when they go to Hong Kong. It, yeah. when they, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. dangling up at the, at the top of the building and shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I seen that one. What was the third one about? Yeah, Mike, right. you remember that? I don't know. I can look at the synopsis, <laughs> but people don't, people, they people all don't need together. me to do They that. all one long-ass yeah, movie, to be honest, in my memory. You know what I mean? So what do you th- what do you what do you think? Is the world past rush hour by, or, or are we ready for Asian people to make black jokes and black people to make Asian jokes on a movie screen? I mean, if they fun, if it's funny, you know. But the the harsh truth is, Chris Tucker. Hey, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. That, that shit that, gave me funny yeah. a long time. <laughs> that, fast, man. that fastball ain't there no more, bro. So, you bro, know, we'll he ain't see. been funny. I, I think I saw a special they had of him. Yes, I think this might have yeah, been. I think I was. I think. This is before Kanye even flipped the script. So this had to be like 2015 mm. or something. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe 2014. Yeah. Woo. It was it was, bro, it was hard. Stunk. Listen, bro. That, <laughs> that, that, man, that man said he he went to the McDonald's drive-thru and did the same time, same time. I don't know you, man. I said, oh, yeah, this is a, that's it for me. I was like, I was like I'm cutting it. Bro. I was like, that's was, a two. Bro, that's a 1998 <laughs> joke. Yeah, right? That's not even in the two thousand. No, that's pre Y two K, my nigga. You know, you could have got a chuckle out of me. You know what I mean? Like back when the thong song was fucking running the radio, nigga. It's a Cisco that, joke right there, bro. bro that's it, bro. That is wild. Since dude. I took the one bandaid Jeez. off my face, I would not laugh. You at that feel joke. me, yeah. bro? Sheesh, bro. Uh, Tyler Crazy. said, "Mr. Tucker, respectfully." I have a lot of respect for your body of work, but this is where I get off, sir. <laughs> Bro. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to still tap in, but like I said, I don't have high expectations because uh, Chris Tucker ain't got it. You really going to yeah. tap in? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't be doing shit. I'll peep it. I mean, I'll be doing shit either, but I don't be doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's going it's it's to be, be streaming like two months after it hits theaters. I promise Yeah, but that, that. But the thing about that, I, I'll, be, I, I'll fuck around and watch a good, bad movie. I don't know if this would be good, bad. You know what I mean? Like. Well, uh, there's no like world Jeepers in Creepers, which, which I referenced uh, earlier, is a good bad movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
like Rush Hour four, like uh, if Jackie Chan has a new we'll movie see. coming out and it's coming out in wide release, there's zero world in which Shar is not going to see that. So I will let y'all know how it is probably on opening weekend. Them faces <laughs> gonna be soggy as hell too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be moist as a motherfucker on that screen, dog. Jeez. <laughs> How old are they now? Mid fifties. Sucker gotta be fifty, right? She I think that's be. that might be, be older the, than that, that, right? That might be on the low side, bro. Because how old was he? I, I felt like he was, was in seventh grade when Friday Fri- came yeah, out. Yeah, Friday came out ninety five. He had to been like twenty five then. That was like twenty seven years ago. He's Chris like Tucker's yeah, fifty one. So you're right. So he's he's like, you're yeah. right. He's fifty one. Yeah, yeah. He looks much older than Jackie Chan, who is much older than him. Damn, let me look up a Chris Tucker pick. Jackie, Jackie, I, I, Jackie Chan is 68 and will be running circles around fucking Chris Tucker. He's going to be jumping up, running up walls and shit, man. That motherfucker. Man. A treasure. Chris I Tucker tell. was that nigga, dog. He was really that dude, bro. Bro, he was so funny when Friday dropped. When did it fall off? When did the wheels fall off? Did he, he got like, super what, religious, what didn't he? Didn't he get super religious? Yeah. yeah. Cause he was Damn, talking man. about something. I, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to cuss in movies anymore. He was talking about yeah. some of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he said kids were coming up to him making weed jokes about Friday, and that made him like turn to God and shit. Yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah. I think that would. I, I kind of get that. It's weed though, dude. That. It's weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like I could have said they come up to you making crack jokes, but it's weed, dog. <laughs> it's a gateway drug, Tyler. <laughs> I ain't never. You ever heard of it? That's a gateway <laughs> to the gateway a, for yeah. Tyler, bro. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's right, a we, gateway to. We brought me to. We brought me to more weed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still scared of that other shit. It, you right, feel it's, me? It's a gateway. It's a gateway to the cereal aisle at the grocery store. Like that. You feel me? I was eating a lot of Mike and I. Well, idea. and Chris Tucker no. should, you know, Chris Tucker shouldn't take it for granted because it's probably also the only gateway that would get Tyler to watch Rush Hour Four. So <laughs> there you go. It all that works. shit might be funny as hell. High, it though. might. It might though. I'm gonna give it, it a might, chance. It might, it might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I can. I can see like in the '90s. You know, motherfuckers telling you that. You know, what I'm saying how old were the kids? That matter. If they're middle schoolers, like 12 years old. That that uh, that uh, I, that might. I think you. everyone I know saw Friday a couple years before we should have seen Friday for sure. So I I wouldn't be surprised well, was, if it was some. Yeah, well, I was I think it was sixth or seventh grade when it came out. So something like that. What wasn't it? Was yeah, it I was like, like fifth that. or sixth grade. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I think it was meant for ninth graders. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fine. Hey, man. Hey, the, that shit. Hey. Was, I, I I I will never forget this. My stepdad, country ass nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we watch Friday. We all, we all, you know, we pay per view. The whole family sits down in the family room. We all laughing. He, I remember him saying, "I don't want to watch this. These these niggas back like." And he wanted them motherfuckers. Uh, you feel me? Pick a pull up your pants, <laughs> motherfucker. Right, 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 right. You feel me? Uh, a suit jacket wearing ass nigga. You feel me with jeans and shit. Anyway, you know, he cool, though. We, we cool. Anyway, so this motherfucker, he got up and left because he was laughing too hard. <laughs> he was in the middle of a laugh, was mad how funny the movie was, and got up. I can't watch this no more. He said, you too good to laugh at the nigga jokes. <laughs> I, I will never forget when the first time I saw uh, John Witherspoon tell ask you, you better pour some water in that damn shit. I thought my soul was going to leave my body. That was like the funniest thing to 12-year-old me I'd ever seen in my fucking life. I was crying. 
crying, laughing, bro. And he was too. And that's what angered him. He that's thought he right. was going to sit there and stare at it and ruin our good time. And he no. fucked around and had a good time. <laughs> <It was a laughs> he got mad. Fuck around and stumbled on a masterpiece, right. motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Highfalutin ass nigga. You know, every, uh, every, every six months or so, I'm someone. I'm going to make fun of him when I see him about that shit, too. I'm going to clown his ass. <laughs> a couple times a year. Remember when you the... got so mad you was laughing at Friday? <laughs> He was too good to laugh at weed jokes, nigga. He cool now, shit. Every time I see the tweet, the uh, <clears throat> what's a reference you make without remembering it's a reference one, the answer for me from fifth through tenth grade was, uh, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> like, right, we would right. drop that at, at, at anything, bro. If someone bumped into someone too hard in the hallway, you'd be, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Bro, him jumping over that man and <laughs> the way he shook his head and shit, bro. He gonna cry in the car. <laughs> so many quarters. Bro, that's, so bro I remember motherfuckers was saying that in like 2003. He gonna cry in the car. And it was still funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, that might be honestly that might be the most quotable movie of all time. It's it's bro, I bro. think I think it's it's perhaps the greatest black comedy ever. I think it's between that and coming to America. It's it's between those coming two. Coming to America. Oh yeah. wow. Also Harlem Nights, can't leave that out of there. Yeah. I remember the first time watching Harlem Nights, I was like cuz I, I I caught on to it late. I remember I was working at Hardy's and the nigga, you know, the, the manager, he actually ended up snatching some money and, and shaking town. He had a little side thing, got caught up with her, snatched a little bread, and and vamped out. Oh, he did it. Nigga might still be on the run. Anyway, I remember that Hardy's money. That Hardy star chasing him across. Hey, the hey, you know, it, it, it was about. It was crazy. Is at the time it seemed like a lot of money. It might have been three k in that motherfucker. He risked his freedom for three k because of a side thing. You feel me? Regards to that. I remember we were working the little burger station in the back. You know what I'm saying? One Friday night, he told me about Harlem Nights. You feel me? I rented it at Blockbuster, <laughs> and that, I was like, nigga, this the funniest shit I ever seen. So Harlem Nights up there, too, for sure, for sure, man. <laughs> stop shooting yeah, that stop little shit. That bro, little I almost, <laughs> bro, when he said that shit, I got up and ran around the house, bro. That shit had me crying, dog. Crazy. Um, curious for your guys' thoughts. I assume you both listened to the new uh, SZA album. Uh, curious for your guys' thoughts. Um, ahead, I, I love it. I love it. I think that <laughs> sonically, you know, it's it sounds great. Um, I will say that, and this is probably this is so unfair to Susan. I'm aware of that, but you know, I think that everyone's kind of comparing it to, to Control. I think you have no choice but to compare a follow up album to the album that came before it. But it it, I feel like Control. First of all, Control is a fucking masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? I want to be clear. We've talked about the, the shit in the. We have random ass days when we just talk about that shit in the chat, right? Like, right, like, right. Like, yeah, I have said that. I think that is the best R&B album of the 2010s. You know, it gets my vote yeah. for that. Um, one of the best, one of the best. Yeah, and, and and so you know, I I do think it's unfair to to hold Scissor to that standard because that's a that's an album you have once in your career. You only have that in you once in your lifetime, right? But I think what what I love most about Control is that. It felt like a snapshot into, you know, a late 20s, you know, young lady going through all of the fucking, you know, 
insecurities and, and the societal pressures and all of that and, and being vulnerable and wearing herself out like that. I think that this album lacks that cohesiveness because it's five years in the making. You know what I'm saying? It's 23 not, songs, too. Yeah, yeah. 23 a songs plays like, a part there, too. And all that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I will say that it's it's a great album, but I, it's not the experience that controls. But like I said, I, I'm fully aware that I'm probably being unfair to SZA by comparing you know, th- this to her magnum opus. So. Yeah. Controls, um, like you said, it's a masterpiece. It's a perfect fucking album, right? And mm-hmm. it feels like, I mean, it, it feels like she worked with the same person the entire time. I don't know how many features she had. I don't remember many features on that on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it, it, it it was extremely cohesive. It was one body of work. And this feels a little, you know, like more experimental. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which, and, But it's not bad. You feel me? Um, I think the difference for me is I was in a space when Control came out where that shit was relatable to me in a particular way, right? Where, like, I felt like the things she was talking about, I could kind of relate to, like, you know, relationship shit and shit being, you know, not shit not being sweet and all of the stuff she was talking about. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, for me now, like, I'm a married-ass nigga with a whole ass shit, child, you know what I mean? The shit don't, re- like, right, don't hit the same for me, so I don't know... You know, if like the music doesn't touch me the same way, but it's sonically, it's still great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great album. Um, I just, and I, I think I may have aged out, you know what I'm saying, of feeling it in the way that I felt control, but I still love the sound of it. You know what I'm saying? I do want to say we did talk about Smino, and I think it might be one of my favorite albums of the year, uh, Love for Rent. I don't know if y'all tapped in, and I'm not being biased, but that shit was crazy, though. Maybe that touched me because I'm a St. Louis nigga. <laughs> but that was a hell of an album, though. We didn't rap about that. Yeah, I got a peep. I ain't, I ain't rent that new Smino yet. Yeah, that love for rent is, bro, special, special. But yeah, anyway, Scissor, Scissor, I, I think it's a great album. I think it's a great follow up album. I think that's Control was made it, it's, it's impossible to live up to that, you know? It, but, it, but it feels like, you know, she did the, she, she followed that up in the best way possible. You know what I mean? Um, in the best way she could. But it's, 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 it's a great album. Great album. 23 songs. Thought I, feel, I thought it would feel long as fuck. It was actually overwhelming when I saw the amount of songs on there. Um, it's ran 23 it, songs, but it's and, only uh, like an hour and two minutes. So it's yeah, yeah. Good. But it ran it in, and it just kind of like, it just, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't, everybody loves that Phoebe Bridges joint. I'm like, I don't need that Avril, Avril Lavigne-ass song. But, you know, other than that, you know what I mean? It's cool. Y'all probably loved it though, you know. what I mean, I, I probably love that song, but yeah, that's the only the, one I really like. I think the Avril Lavigne shit. I'm, I'm is a big F Phoebe Bridgers. I'm a big Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like Phoebe Bridgers. Like that, that she is, is that not the? Is that yeah. not Phoebe? Bridges? I like I like Phoebe Bridgers. She's a, that's she's that's the one that feels right, like yeah. feels really, like an Avril Lavigne song. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't quite tap into that type of music growing up. You know, I mean, there was a few of them. Like, you know, what I mean. Unpopular, that that shit that was just on <laughs> fucking not a surf and shit like that, like you know what I mean. Teen Spirit, there's like eight songs that I remember that are, you know had that alternative type vibe that I was fucking with. But yeah, in fairness to you, Tyler is a total alien in that I like. Oh for sure. I, and I had black friends who listened to white music, but I never had a black friend who like knew all of the pixie shit before Tyler. <laughs> Bro, Man, Tyler, I love that rock bro, shit, bro. Di- didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me uh, <laughs> on snow days you would run around the house and be like, 
School's out for summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to say that shit in the hallways, bro. Like, <laughs> right, right. Everyone still love that who shit. Who was doing that? What nigga was doing that? The only Tyler, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's some Brat Pack shit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's some shit they would do on Breakfast Club, that's you know what I mean? 16 candle like, shit. Right, right. Um... Wanted to know what you guys thought about the AI art shit that's taking over everything. I, I've seen a bunch of sort of vaguely conspiratorial theories about this, that this is like step two on like a 15 step thing by which like all artists, human artists are being replaced or whatever else. John, I know you're someone who, you know, I mean, both you guys, but John, for as long as I've known you, someone who, you know, is a is an artist and thinks about things that way. So I'm just kind of curious for your thought on that. Because, like, everything with technology, it went very quickly from being like, oh, look at these cool drawings of themselves people are posting to, like, wait, is this part of the end of civilization? Or, like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> it, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way for me. I, was, I just thought, like, I don't want to do it because of the facial recognition shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I already gave my bio data to clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to give any more <laughs> to these niggas. You know what I'm saying? But, like, as far as, like, the... The, the 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 whole you know like I, I didn't I don't I don't feel it like that like you know these these are to me it seemed like these were just people it's, it's a moment in time you know what I mean there's been similar stuff to this prior you know um and it and it just doesn't stick you know um so I I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel that way but I did see some of my artist homies like here is some real art right you know what I mean that are but I mean my artist homies are pretentious as fuck so I'm gonna keep it honest with you you know what I mean so. When they get to get getting on that shtick, I you know I kind of like it goes in one ear and out the other. I just <laughs> hope none of them niggas listening to my shit. I love y'all to death, man, but y'all be on some shit sometimes. You feel me? So I, I I didn't really feel that way, but we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I understand that they felt uncomfortable, like, but I I, I don't like they pay what these people pay four ninety nine for these like little mock ups. It's, it, it it didn't it doesn't really. I saw Bron like did it. It seems like a. It's like a flash in the pan. It, it doesn't yeah. seem like something that's going to stay around where people are going to it's going to get take artists out of business. Like I know I, there's but the artists I like, you know, this this will not in any way affect what they got going on. You feel me? Yeah. They I have their own particular style where it can't be imitated with, you know, just some you yeah. know, some AI technology. So, I think I think all of us hate to see the potential of, you know, AI taking jobs from actual humans. Like, you know, saying this could be like a fucking self-checkout kiosk of, of of the fucking art world here. You know what I mean? But I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm just leery of the facial recognition shit, bro. Like, I do not need you selling my shit to, like, a porn company. And I'm on the fucking banner. Like, this guy is not getting any ass in your city. Don't be like him. Like, with my right. face. Right. <laughs> I do not remember need you, to stumble you upon that. tweet that? where the most like talking about broke people. He's like, "Why you use my image? I ain't got nothing to do with this." You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my yeah. old shit. It's just I I don't want my shit popping up on some bullshit, bro. That I ain't signed off on. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I, I didn't really look, think it think of it in the how how are your art homies, uh, uh, Mike? Like what what they were they, were they all like super anti this? I, had, I don't really I, see a lot. A lot no, of I had a couple people doing art. I had yeah. a couple people send but. it to me, and they were saying like they're like. Some of the art that was used to train this AI was like used against the will of the artists, but there's kind of like oh, nothing so they could do. Yeah. But it's like there's kind of nothing they could do about it because it's like an open source thing. So if you have the art, which pretty much all artists have their shit, so that you can see it online. So like that the styles were taken from specific people who are not being like credited or compensated because there's mm. I, I don't know that there's really a way to 
like prove how you trained an AI or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. people were sending me that, which uh, like that was it's just one of those things like um, did, did y'all watch the good place that TV show? I think I've talked to y'all about it, but I, I don't I, I watched, watched, I watched a few episodes of it. <laughs> there's a there's one episode of that show that I think about quite a bit that was like um, they the whole the thing with the show is it takes place in the afterlife and like the show's about ethics and morality or whatever, but it's a it's a mm -hmm. comedy or whatever. But there's this yeah. dude who was like th they met in the afterlife who is his whole goal was that he was like trying to live an ethical life. And so the way he was like pointing out was like you can't really like live in the modern world ethically because like every single product, every single like like the freeways were built unethically. Right. Like the cars were built unethically. The phones, the computer, like there's no real way to exist. And so it just made me think of that episode was like. Yeah, I just thought it was like a filter that people were doing. You know what I mean? I wasn't thinking about, oh, they're stealing this old dude's art to train a computer how to. <laughs> like... Yeah, I didn't see it that way. Also, like, like one of like the I remember going to art school, like one one of the quotes that we were used was like, don't borrow still. Like we're all influenced by other people, but do it so good that it becomes yours and they forget the other nigga that did it. So like and that's a like that's a pretty commonly known, you know what I'm saying, way of moving when it comes to like influence and stuff like that or you know, or, or being inspired. Right. So I I don't think it's I don't I mean, like I said, there's 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 artists I love and, and I'm I wanna buy from them. And it like it, as somebody that fucks with art, I'm gonna fuck with they shit. Right. You know what I mean? But like this is if I mean this you you may be able to buy this similarly to how you buy some you know, some weak ass art in Target or whatever. Not that ain't weak. There's some cute ass shit. I probably will put it up at my house that you can buy at Target or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like to keep it a stack, that shit be looking kind of cute. But so I mean, like I think you know, I don't know if uh, right. I mean, you know how, how like I don't know how much it would affect the 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 you know I feel you. the yep. space as a whole, the industry as a whole. But I I, I do understand their fears. Um, I do respect it. But like I said, I didn't feel the same way when I looked at it. Thought it was a flash in the pan. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Shit. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing before we get out of here, John, you tweeted something about tomato jam that has been oh, wow. haunt. It's been haunting my thoughts. <laughs> is that, is that not ketchup? I don't understand. Like, no, no, <laughs> bro, you know, like rather she's way more experimental than me. Like I, you know, I'm the face of persimmons now, you know what I mean? Not really, but to, <laughs> to, to, to most niggas, I might be the face of persimmons. Like I thought them shits was tomatoes, you know what I mean? We, I was talking to my, I had some St. Louis homies come through this week, and we was talking, they were saying, I didn't know what a persimmon was, so you said it, you know what I mean? Every time I see a persimmon, I think of you. But anyway, um, you know, Rada, you know, told me about, like, she, she's more experienced, she, she's one to tell me about persimmons, you know what I mean? Like, I thought they were tomatoes when she first posted them shits. I'm like, why are you putting tomatoes on Instagram, you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's the one to kind of get me to step outside of my, you know, you know outside of my, uh -huh. you know, my small circle of shit that I fuck with, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but yeah, so she was like, you know, tomato jam, you know, she had me to tap in with it. And uh, we was at we was at one of my favorite little coffee shops, highly liking. So yeah, we tapped in. I, I they I got like the they gave me that was a jam of the day or whatever, and I tried that shit and I'm like, yeah, god, like that. I I was so shocked. Like it wasn't just like, oh, it's not trash. You know what I mean? It was delicious. The shit was delicious. What would you put it on? Bread. I just it was like bread that you use it like jam. You put on bread, biscuit, you know what I'm saying? The same reason y'all so pick sweet? jelly over peanut butter is sweet, bro. It's it don't even they, they what they did with that tomato was very untomatoey. 
it, I mean, it, it, like it, it's just like a, a a small hint of tomato. It's like it's like if tomato was candy. Like it's like if tomato was. If we um, imagine tomatoes, I can't as, picture I know it. fruits. I cannot. I know they're fruits, yeah. fruits scientifically, but if they were actual fruits to humans, like if we like that's how <laughs> they made that tomato taste. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it, it it was tomato jam is really good. It's, bro, you know, like bro, I be clown. I love clowning white people, bro. I don't want to give y'all shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but bro, nigga, y'all be getting it right, dog. That shit go crazy. That shit go crazy. Sometimes y'all be, you know what I'm saying, going crazy. That shit fire, dog. All right. That's all hey, the time. You tap in. Tap in. You should tap in. I don't it. even know where I would buy tomato jam. Bro, you, you probably more anti-white than me. So you might not fuck with it just because <laughs> you don't want to fuck like with it. It seems like some Italian shit. It seems like I would try it because it seems like of some Italian, Italian shit. Of you. <laughs> It's Italian to you. If I like it, it's Italian. <laughs> you like it, it's Italian. It's not white. It's Italian. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we got. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. And we'll see y'all in a couple days. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.